Welcome to Grace and Peace Radio. I'm Anthony. And I'm Amy. And together, we talk about applying God's Word to everyday life. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. It's our hope that you will be encouraged and God will be glorified. And with that, let's start the show. You're already smiling. (laughs) I'm trying. Welcome, everybody, to Grace and Peace Radio. Welcome. I just want you to know, we have consistently done one in a row. Hey, considering where we've been that's a good thing so it's progress and this is actually going to be two in a row so how about that that's exciting uh we hope you're doing great again that you have been walking with the lord this week and that he's shown you more of himself and his grace uh, and his mercy in your life as he has in ours definitely this week yes it's been a blessed week we're Mm -hmm. very thankful for the lord and his mercies you know it's funny we we were trying to think of what to talk about, mm-hmm. right? And you came up with some ideas. I came up with some ideas. And we were just like, mm, yeah. this doesn't. <laughs> mm. And because, you know, we're, well, I'll, we'll just talk about it. We're not a news, a, a headlines podcast. No, where, we do that on purpose because yeah. we don't want to do that. Right. So whether we're talking about secular headlines or even what's going on within uh, Christianity, Christian circles, you know, this false teacher or this whatever, we we tend not to talk about those things. Mm-hmm. We're not a strictly Bible study where we're going to go through a book of the Bible podcast, right? not a sermon podcast. We're not, you know, we're not as really kind of any of those things. So... And we're not really sure what our niche is, per right. se, but... We were trying to think of What's something to talk about? This afternoon, as I was sitting in my office, going through some old notes and papers and just trying to Mm -hmm. thin things out, I thought, well, actually, that's a good topic for the podcast. That's true, because you've been working on kind of renovating your office again Mm -hmm. and making Mm. a little more useful. Yeah. I'll just say this before I actually introduce the the topic more fully. As you listeners know... uh, or maybe you don't if you're just joining us, but Amy and I don't have kids. Mm -hmm. So consequently, you know, we don't have that default plan that, okay, whatever's left when we die goes to the kids. Exactly. They can can sort it out. Yeah. (laughs) So in a sense, it is kind of strange because there are no heirlooms or anything like that. All that to say, this week we thought it would be interesting to bring you into a conversation about getting rid of stuff, not just the typical... And this isn't seven steps to get organized. Right. But at the same time, Amy's had an experience in the last year or so where you got rid of a a ton of journals. Mm -hmm. And then I got rid of some journals, and we'll we'll talk more about that. And I do kind of wonder, why did I hold on to these for 18 years? (laughs) Mine have been since I was a kid. Right. And then what do we do with some of the stuff that we're not yet ready to throw out? Mm-hmm. Do you have any thoughts on this, Amy? It's just been kind of amusing. I guess that's the word. All these years, all our moves. And, you know, I've been dragging, I don't know, two or three boxes, like bank boxes of journals around from place to place to place. And I guess it's always been kind of in the background that I would go back and read these journals and see my growth and see how life has changed and 
for the better, you would hope. And one, there's never any time to do that. I mean, seriously, I've got journals from when I was probably in fifth or sixth grade, maybe. Right. Yeah. And and those are in cuneiform. Excuse me? (laughs) All right, listeners, we're going to take a break here while I go beat my husband. (laughs) Hope so. You slipped that in pretty well, though, I have to say. It was just there. It was. It's my rich and sinful nature. It's your New Jersey. (laughs) Just hanging out there. (laughs) Okay, back on track, such as our tracks are. But one, you just never really do that. There's never really any time. And I do have to say that, I don't know, maybe it was a couple years ago Uh, because I lose track of time, that I started to reread some of these journals. Uh, I sort of picked a time in my life and thought, I'm going to start reading these things. Honestly, it was depressing. Um, It was before I was saved. But it it just was, it was just the same old, same old, you know, Um, I'm going to try to be more disciplined about that, this, I'm going to try to eat less, exercise more, Stop making making terrible dating choices. Mm-hmm. You know, it was all the same. And I thought, you know what? This isn't really edifying. And, and to a certain extent, it wasn't edifying in where I'm at now because my identity is in Christ now. So I don't have to go back and look and see how things have changed or moved. Everything's changed and moved because of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. So... I thought, okay, well, how do I pick and choose what journal to keep, not keep? I decided, you know what? I'm just pitching them. Hmm. So I just took the box, went out to the trash, and dumped them. And I figured, just pull off the Band-Aid. And how do you feel about that, looking back? Do you you regret doing that? Are you glad you did it? I don't regret that I did it. Yeah, I think I'm glad because it just... It's just fresh. It's just not something that every time I open a closet door, there they are. And, oh, man, I really should be doing something with those. So, yeah. I mean, I still write in journals, you know, write Bible verses that strike me at that particular time in my Bible reading. You know, I still write other stuff. It just might be that I end up tossing them when I'm done with them. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. No, that's good. How about you? There were two words that I latched onto that you talked about. One was edifying and the other was identity. And when you when you said those, I thought, yeah, that's it. That's really it. You know, like you, I, I have journals, not nearly as many as, as you did because I didn't keep that many journals. But in particular... For the sake of this discussion, some of the journals I kept for the last 18 years were journals of when I was going through my divorce. And if you are a new listener and you're just like, what? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, part of my testimony is that in 2004, my first marriage had come to a failure point. And part of my testimony is that really before the Lord saved me, I got divorced. Mm Mm-hmm. My then wife filed and, you know, there was, looking back, I don't really think there was a biblical basis for divorce, 
knowing the scriptures now, but it is what it is. Well, and, and you it, really weren't saved then, and neither right. was she, so, so. Right. But I kept my, I did journal a lot at that time, and I kept those for, well, like I said, for 18 years. Mm-hmm. Part of it was, you know, I, I had to ask myself, why, why am I holding on to these? I think part of it was I wanted to show that, I don't know, to myself or something, mm-hmm. you know, I wanted this this record that I had been deeply hurt. Sure. That, that there was this awful time in my life that I was deeply, deeply hurt and was going through all this. And there's a certain amount of it that... I don't know how to say it, but I, I guess I kind of secretly embraced it or, or coddled it or I, I, I didn't want to let it go. I, I held I on that. to, I held on to that pain because not, not to say that I was a victim. It wasn't that it, because I didn't, you know. You've uh, never, you've never behaved that way about that. I think if anything, it was. Looking back, you know, God used that towards saving me, and that really was the thing that that I um, I held on to it because how God used it in the process of saving me. I the only thing maybe I can liken it to, and I'm not even sure if this is a fair metaphor or something, but if if someone has a child and that child dies, in in a sense, there's no point in keeping any anything of that child, any clothes or any pictures or anything, anything, because the child, it's not going to bring the child back Mm -hmm. in one sense. You know, I'm not saying do that. I'm just saying that. And yet in the same way, it was kind of the same with the the journals and stuff. There's no point in keeping this. It's not going to change anything. It didn't, I don't know, like there was no point, but I wasn't ready to let it go for all those years. It just kind of was off in the, the closet there in the box that, um, that here was this really painful time in my life. I learned so much through it and blah, 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 blah. I don't know. I just held on to it. No, and, I mean, it makes sense. I mean, but I it really, wasn't edifying. Right. After a while. Yeah. I mean, after a while, there's, there, there was no edifying reason to hold on to all this stuff. Exactly. And again, you know, that's not my identity anymore. So why hold on to this? You know, there's no point. I always say like, if I got hit by a bus, it's certainly not going to do you any good. Or anybody any any mm-hmm. good to have it. Mm-hmm. You know, at that point, like you, I just finally had to say, there's no point in carting these things and, le- you know, taking up space or let them go. I think something else that crossed my mind as I was considering, do I reread through all of these? I don't know what had happened. Something in the news, it doesn't matter. But another thing that did did kind of push me toward just going ahead and dumping these things is the idea that if anything happened to me and if anybody read these things, what happens with a lot of journaling is it's, it's moments in time. It's not progression. Mm -hmm. It's, this is a bad day. I just need to write this all out or it's writing out a prayer to the Lord or it's now, not then. It's just a moment in time and if it read out of the context of what my overall life is, 
it would just be a mess. And I just wouldn't want anybody to, to think of me that way. Not that anybody would necessarily read them anyway, but you can get but my drift. That makes sense. And again, I, I, same thing. I wouldn't want anybody to, to read all that. Not that, again, not that there was anything awful. No, same here. Even, even nothing bad written about my ex. It mm-hmm. was just, just the pain of whatever the situation sure. was. But there was another, there was another aspect to it. And it really wasn't, it wasn't vanity and it wasn't pride. But part of me didn't want to throw away journals and notes and things I, I wrote because, you know, well, there was a time where foolishly I thought, well, what if someday, you know, what, what if one day in my life I do actually do something that's quote unquote great mm-hmm. and then maybe someday somebody would write about me and well, they they got notes, you know, yeah. which is a, that, that is a foolish kind of thought. But, you know, again, you just kind of, sometimes you think in your life, well, what's my life going to be like? Mm-hmm. You know, what am I, am I going to do something? Especially that's when you're, when you're younger, you know, yep. and I'm in my thirties and I'm trying to figure out, well, what, you know, what, what are the next 20, 30 years going to be like? Mm-hmm. So there's part of that, but there's another part of it that it's just, we're all here for just a, a really short time. And to some degree, you know, all of us desire to leave our mark in some mm-hmm. way. So our legacy. Yeah. So that we're not just forgotten. There was part of me that like, if I throw this away, since I don't have children who could be my legacy, or I don't have, you know, this this great monument of a thing mm-hmm. so that eventually I get a bridge named after me. <laughs> like I always thought, you know, can you imagine finding out one day there's a bridge named after you? Like what a, yeah. what, a what a dumb thing. I to was going to say, I, I can't see that as being a, not the legacy but, I'd want, but anyhow. Yeah. But I didn't want to throw my notes away because part of it was like, I'm throwing away me, mm-hmm. my life. Part, you know, these were these were years and you know experiences and and thoughts that I had, and this is an insight as I look now at, at in my fifties. These are insights into me as a younger man, and what was I thinking then? And you know, mm-hmm. so you try to try to look back on all that, and then but there's another part of it where it, why. Well, and that's what I was running into, the the bits and bobs, as they say, that I was picking out and reading. I was I was a mess. I don't wanna recall that. You know. So right. for me that was like, all right, enough. Yep. Because it was depressing. It was I was I found myself reading this stuff and just being discouraged and depressed by it. And it's like, why are you doing this? Mm-hmm. There is no point. That's not who – it took a little bit before I got to that, you know, that's not who you are anymore. And maybe maybe part of this also has to do with the fact that I'm a man and I think maybe men are wired differently. In my estimation, it wasn't edifying to go back and look at any of that, the divorce-related or not, because ultimately it showed that – here I am 20 years later or 25 years later with essentially nothing to show for it. I mean, as far as in the normal, in the normal scheme of things, exactly. you know, there, yeah. I, I didn't go on to become this great, whatever, mm-hmm. you know, I'm just a dude doing my job. So there's a certain, okay, this isn't healthy to dwell on, mm-hmm. you know, yep. that instead I should say, Hey, you know what? It doesn't matter. I am where I am because this is where the Lord has me. And um, what is it? Ephesians two ten. We are His workmanship, created for good works in Christ that that He planned for us. And I'm trying to do it from memory and doing a 
bad job. Well, the point being that all of this stuff that happened to us that for good or not, as we see it, for success or failure, as we see it, it was all ordained by God. It was all happened in his His sovereignty. He allowed it. And so he uses it. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we don't see how he's using it. Most of the time we don't see how he's using it, even in the short term. Right. But in the long term. And even those pieces that are still very painful or regretful to look at, we just have to trust the Lord that He'll use it for something, if nothing else, it was for our sanctification. Mm-hmm. At that time. At that time. Yeah. yeah. In that sense, you and I can relate, and listener, I'm sure you can relate, to the idea of, what do I do with all my notes from college? Oh, yeah. You know, because it's kind of the same thing. I took all these notes for all these classes, and I have all this. Well, I don't want to just throw this out. I, I might need this someday. What, what if one day... I need this note on this obscure topic. Not going to need it. I will say, though, that out of that, because I had those two big notebooks that we, Mm -hmm. I think they made it to Orlando, and then they got tossed before Kentucky. I don't remember. But all my notes, I had them in really nice notebooks, Mm -hmm. you know, all my classes. I think I did finally whittle them down to, I got rid of all my business stuff, and I kept all my literature stuff. Right. And then I ended up throwing those out. Those I do kind of regret, you know, oh, yeah. getting yeah. rid of because especially like in what I've been doing lately with Melba Toast and, and then with the podcast this past Thursday, I was like, man, I wish I had those notes to go back and yep. look at. Yeah. Well, and, and again, I had notes from different seminary classes that right. I had and sermon notes that I had prepared and, and different things like that mm-hmm. that I threw out when we were leaving Kentucky because, again, I was kind of on this sort of radical purge type yeah, thing. Yeah, it happens. Um, and I'm like, mm, no. you know, I, I learned, what was it, uh, a couple months ago, I learned that the, the, I think it's the Dutch. The Dutch have a um, a cleaning thing called, uh, basically like a death cleaning. Really? And what it is, is that it, you, you just treat it as if you have died and you're the one who's got to clean out the room. You're like, you're the family member wow. who has to come and clean everything out. So in other words... Look, this isn't going to serve me in this life anymore. It's gone. So it's this really kind of rigorous cleansing wow. as if, you know, you're you're dead. Mm-hmm. And so you just mm-hmm. got to get rid of the stuff that you're holding on to. Eh, you know, I mean, again, that's rooted in secularism. You know, it's not a, necessarily a Christian thing or it's, oh, maybe it's amoral. I, I say I, th- I would take it as being amoral, but, but it's just an interesting concept. It is an interesting concept. Yeah. And part of it was kind of that. All right. I don't regret throwing out the the divorce journals. Mm-hmm. I do rec- regret throwing out some of those seminary notes right. and things. But then again, have I really needed them? No. So I guess in a way, I'm glad that they're gone. But anyway, right now. <laughs> can you hear that? Listeners, he is holding up a whole so, stack of about four inches worth of cards. Greeting cards. Greeting cards. And... There, this isn't even all of them. Uh, I have more. But these are all like birthday cards, Christmas cards, anniversary cards from friends and family uh, over the years. You know, there's some from my mom who died 20 years ago, some from my dad who's still around. 
Amy's dad, who passed a few years ago. You hold on to them. Mm-hmm. I have a harder time with, with getting rid of those than anything. I have purged. Yeah. Because I, I forgot. Even cards from you. Uh, you know, like, mm-hmm. what do I do with I all know. of them? Well, I've got stuff from you mm-hmm. and, you know, things that you've written to me. Yeah. And, you know, I hang on to those. I don't know what's going to happen to them. But I finally, I think I still have all our wedding cards. I've got those in a box. I've kept those. But I finally did do a big sort through on cards from my mom, my brother, Mm -hmm. you, dad, Suzanne, and just kind of whittled them down to like, you know, key birthdays or if something was written in, in them that was especially significant. I've got a couple from my dad. My dad was the best at finding the quirkiest, quirkiest, funniest birthday cards. Mm-hmm. I mean, I still remember one where it, it showed this. It's a cartoon thing. And this person is looking in the rearview mirror. And in the the back is the Grim Reaper. And I forgot what the punchline. Objects and mirror are closer than they yeah, appear. Very good. You remember that. And I about died laughing. No pun intended. Yeah, exactly. Hey, I've got the dad jokes on this show, Amy <laughs> Russo. Don't be cornering my market on bad jokes. <sighs> but it just, I remember opening that up and just busting out laughing that my dad got me this card. And I kept that one. Sure. You know? yeah. So it's it, those kinds of things. Yeah. Yeah. You know. So all this reminds me of, man, they were such poignant lyrics from the birds back in the 60s. And here are just these young young men, and they wrote these amazingly poignant lyrics about all this stuff. And I, I remember, to everything there is a season, a time for every purpose under heaven. Honey. Yeah. That's the Bible. It's in the Bible. Huh? Ecclesiastes 3. The birds are with the Bible. <laughs> no. I'm kidding, people. I, I know. know. It's Ecclesiastes 3. Hey, oh. That's funny. Solomon's going to smack you when he gets that's up. That's right. You get up into heaven. Yeah. I know. <laughs> get in line. It's going to be a long line. At the front of the line is going to be my mother. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think so, honey. Yeah. <laughs> Let me at him. Let me at him. Oh. So. But, you know, again, seriously. To every, everything, there is a, a season, a time for every purpose under heaven. And eventually, there'll be a time that I'll, I'll want to get rid of some of these cards and mm-hmm. or I'll get rid of some of the other stuff. And, you know, I'm looking at this Bible, this this Bible I've got from 1996, and it's fallen apart and everything. It's one of the Bibles I've got from over the years. I Just today, we were talking to a 12-year-old at church, and I thought, I got a Bible at home from that I've written in it when I was 12 Mm -hmm. and you know, my goodness, that's, that's 40 years ago. Right. And what do you do with those? Mm -hmm. You know, and nobody's going to want this stuff. And right. I, you just reminded me, I've got, um, a living, it's a paraphrase, but it's a children's Bible. You know, it's not one I would necessarily recommend anybody, but my grandma gave it to me. Right. When it's some birthday. Mm -hmm. And so there's her writing in in the front of that. And so I hang on to that Bible because Graham gave it to me. Yep. So anyway, I guess it just goes to show that it goes to show that in life, we are still creatures of this world. Mm -hmm. We are being sanctified. We are being made for heaven. 
But right now we do have this conflict within us where we are so looking forward to heaven Mm -hmm. and we are focused on Jesus and we are by the spirit's power running the race set before us. But at the same time, we are earthly, temporal creatures that we hold on to things. We get attached to things. Sure. Yeah. You know, and it's not necessarily a bad. It's just that that's what we do. But to everything, there is a time and and a season and eventually these will go. And uh, I remember hearing the story, uh, Pastor Bob telling us a story of uh, Roger Nicole, the great um, Baptist, mm-hmm. and how as he was older and, and you know finally had to go into a nursing home, well, now he's limited to this, this I don't know what it was, you know, like 12 by 10 room or something, right. you know, and he was allowed like one one or two bookshelves. Here's a guy with a, this vast library of probably 10,000 plus titles or something. At least. Brilliant mind and who spent his whole life deep in theology and deep in thoughts of God. Now he's reduced to, he's trying to, he's like, how do I whittle down what books to take with me? Mm-hmm. You know, even at the end of his life. And eventually we all kind of do that. But Well, I think we... like funny, it, I can't even finish that. Like, <laughs> I don't know. It just, I do think that we just remain prayerful on these kinds of things. I mean, if if you're looking at your house and thinking, I need to thin some stuff out and you're really attached to stuff, you know, ask the Lord, is, yep. the, is this time? You know, it's mm-hmm. it was one of those things with even with the journals that it's like, yeah, it was radical because I just suddenly, not suddenly, but it, in the moment thought, I'm not dealing with this anymore. I'm just chucking them. I'm not even going to try to figure out what's what because there were volumes. Mm-hmm. But I do think that the Lord kind of led that way because he showed me peace in my spirit in the sense I don't need these anymore. Right. Yeah. The time is gone. Yep. Yep. Which again is part of the sanctification that Mm -hmm. we we can look back and see the Lord has worked in my life such that I don't need this thing anymore. Right. Um, For whatever reason I had it, I don't need it anymore. Mm -hmm. I guess really it's a hopeful reality that he really is making us like christ mm-hmm. he is working in our lives and changing us and it's all to his glory and yeah and there's going to be stuff that you keep yep that exactly. just means something to you so there's nothing wrong yeah. with that either it's and in the end you know as long as you have a mindset that it's just stuff that's the difficulty yeah yeah you know. you you've you've had a much better mindset with that over the years than I have of it's just stuff I'm working so, on it <laughs> well, I think we all are, yeah, you know? I mean true, it's a lot easier to say it's you know it's just stuff, Amy, throw that out versus, <laughs> well, it's just stuff, hey, Anthony, why don't you throw that out uh-huh. <laughs> on that note <laughs> on that note. Thank you so much for, again, just kind of sitting with us and letting yes. us uh, come into your week and, and your life. And what do you think? How have you worked through this issue of, of the things that we hold on to versus the things we let go? What have you done? Or have you had to go through a situation where even your house burned down and you lost all that stuff? Mm, or, good point. So it was, you know, you were or flooded or whatever. How, how did you deal with that? Email us at show at Radio dot com show at graceandpeaceradio.com and you know share your thoughts on it what, what do you think or post to our facebook page whatever mm-hmm. you know, send up a smoke signal whatever <laughs> you want to do 
Oh, by the way, uh, a couple of quick notes before we go. One, this show is sponsored by Book Sugar Sweet, S-U-I-T-E dot com. Book Sugar Sweet dot com. If you are anywhere close to the um, Smoky Mountains and you're close to Sugar Mountain, North Carolina, uh, about 30 some odd miles outside of Johnson City, Tennessee, and you're looking for a nice little place to Airbnb or Verbo or whatever you want to call it, little rental, uh, check out BookSugarSuite.com. Nice little one bedroom, mm-hmm. one bath, nice little gas lock fireplace and close to the ski slopes, walking distance to the slopes. Nice little uh, deck. Yep. Watch the birds. Yep. And uh, so anyway, so that's one thing. Uh, the other thing, it's November, so it's the start of their Christmas shopping season. Think of it what you will. Yeah, I'm sure um, you're hearing the Christmas music on the radio already. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? If you're looking for a gospel kind of stocking stuffer to give to an unsaved friend or family member, this is the this is the season, at least, that we might as well take gospel advantage of it. If I can just suggest it, you're welcome to pick up copies of Jesus Changed Everything. And you can go out to JesusChangedEverythingBook.com and look at it there. Or you can buy it on Amazon or wherever wherever fine books are sold and also maybe my book. <laughs> wherever <Yeah>. mediocre <laughs> books are sold. Oh, stop. Uh, <laughs> Not mediocre. <laughs> yeah, because I, honestly, I wrote it with the idea that I want people to know our Lord. Mm-hmm. And so... So anyway. Yeah, it's just a it's a, a good gospel presentation. So yep. thank you so much. Thank you. And uh, Lord bless you, and we will talk to you next time. Take care, all. Grace and Peace Radio is honored to be a member of the Christian Podcast Community and the Society of Reformed Podcasters. For more information, visit us at graceandpeaceradio.com or on Facebook. Until next time, I'm your host, Anthony Russo. And Jesus changed my life.